Uh, Vicky, do you want to just introduce yourself and uh, share with the amazing members a little bit about you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the business is Life Empowerment Project. We coach um, coaches, mostly solopreneurs, when we first meet them in one of our programs, we help them to kind of generate their first few team members and stuff. Um, but really the balance, which is why I was attracted to how you run things as well, the balance between them um, and the business is the most important thing because it's never really the business that's holding things back. Uh, so that's been a huge journey of mine um, and what brought me here. So this kind of evolved out of a previous business that I had and keeps on growing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, um, uh, you know, one of my, my favourite sayings is that we never have a business problem we we only ever have personal problems that get expressed through our business and i think even more than that it's not just our business like our life is always reflecting back to us things inside of us that are unresolved or things inside of us that are limited or things inside of us that are, that, that are actually self-expressed as well and the more that we can take note of that and, and focus our attention into working in what's going on inside of us and couple that with the right strategies outside of us, the better our business will grow, um, the more that our life can, can, can blossom and the more enjoyable the journey as well. So for everyone that's watching, listening today, can you share a little bit like where were you 12 or 13 months ago in your journey of business and life? So the team had grown. Um, I've had a team for about two years and it for, with just myself for 18 months before that in this model um, or with a VA only. Then the team grew. So <laughs> the, co the coaching group where we met was very focused on uh, hustle and you put heaps of work in and that's how you get where you want to be. And I was like, cool, I can do that. No issue. And then it was an issue. It wasn't serving me at all. But that was my mindset of cool. If I need, if I want to grow to the point where I know this can go, then I'm going to have to work harder. And I was in a position where really I didn't have much else to give. Um, so that's kind of what prompted me to do something different. Um, and I knew from our discussions previously that that was very much your mindset. Kind of, it, it didn't require more input. It required a different approach. Yeah. Yeah, so you're in a position where, you know, back then you're willing to, to, to put in the hustle and work hard because to get to where you want to go. And, and, and rightly so too in that sense that um, a lot of the market, like we're always being influenced by, by our environment. And if you look at a lot of what comes across on social, um, for a long time there was that vibe and, and still in, in some influences that vibe around you needing to hustle and work big hours to be successful. It's like unless you're getting up at 4am in the morning and working a 12 hour day, like you, you can't even call yourself an entrepreneur. And I get that that's one way of doing things. And it's certainly not the way that I, I would choose to do things. And I know from my past and, and you just shared as well from yours that there's a limitation on that. Like you're okay to do the big hours in the beginning, but then it becomes a point where it's like, hang on, like I'm working more than I would employed for someone else and I'm paying myself less and this has happened for a long time now and I don't really seem to be any closer to my goals. So is this really the right approach? Yeah, nail on the head. That's yeah. exactly right. And then it yeah. starts, you're not, you're not willing to look until it becomes a big enough issue, I think, a lot of the time. Uh, so it got to the point where it was affecting my health, affecting my relationship. And then you're like, okay, so yeah, I'm going to have to look at it at some point and do something different. Yeah. Well, it takes a lot of us to actually, to actually be open to help too because we have these biases going and typically entrepreneurs have that um, fight, right? Or have that independence, independent nature about themselves. Otherwise they wouldn't be an entrepreneur in the first place, but it's that same independent nature and that same curiosity that, that, that helps us so much on our journey to entrepreneurship that also creates the biggest amount of detriment to our success being an entrepreneur because any great sports star hasn't got there by themselves. They've all had coaches and mentors, nutritionists and psychologists and, and a whole group of people around them that's helped them to increase their performance because we, we, we often can't disassociate ourselves enough from ourselves to see our own blind spots. Yeah. You know, and even if we can, we, we can see them. We actually then don't know how to fix them or work with them. Yeah. You know, so it's great to have had that habit. Like what else was showing up for you? Like there was this, this thing around, okay, I don't want to work harder to get to where I want to go. But what else were some of the challenges or frustrations that you had? Well, mostly myself, essentially, was what it came down to. It, I didn't want to work as hard, but I also couldn't allow myself to not be involved. Um, like I was getting, again, I think 
I really believe that everything is reflecting. So it's, everything's just a mirror um, to show us what we need to work on, basically. So everything that was showing up was showing me things that I wasn't willing to look at any other way. So it kept recurring because I wasn't looking at it. So it was, I wanted to work less in theory. That was all mental and the emotional stuff, the unconscious stuff wasn't going to let me do it because that was where I was getting my worth from because I didn't believe that I was worthy of having the business, the money, the clients, the team. And so if I could just work hard enough, I could prove that. I wasn't worth it. Did but, you know that at the time though? Did you actually know that was, yeah. No, 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 I didn't know that at all. What I, what I knew was I could see the resistance in me. So that's what was being mirrored back that every time that I went to step back, something would mess up in the business and I'd have to be involved. I'd have to be because that's what I needed um, unconsciously. So Validation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, like, see, this thing won't operate without me because every time I step back, something breaks, so I have to be involved. Exactly. But also, I couldn't allow it to be easy because yeah. then how could I have all that and it be easy and how could I be worth that? So, again, it's, it's that reflection of, you know, there's no way I would have thought, you know, sat there at the beginning of the journey and thought, this is all about my worth and my deserving and all that. Like, it has to show up externally for you then to face it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you need to be either open and perceptive enough or have people around you to be able to point that out, to see it because that, that, that shadow side of us, right? Like insert, whatever you want to call this, the shadow side, the ego, the unconscious, whatever it's tricky, right? It's got a way of kind of layering itself in to where you can't even see it unless you look from a different angle and then you notice it's there, right? Or you have someone else, pointed out that in actual fact there's this thing that's attached to you that you believe is part of your identity but in actual fact it's 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 stopping you or preventing you from having that that you want yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so interesting point you raised because like i've i've never met a business owner that that i haven't seen that come up with and usually it comes up with um, back in the day, working with a lot of business owners one-on-one -on -one is when we first get to the position of stepping out. You know, they have systems and processes, they have teams in place. It's like, cool, now it's time for you to step away from the business to see what breaks, to then, to then understand the hidden parts that we haven't been able to see right now. So let's step away. And 99% of the time, the first thing that comes up is their relationship with their identity and the way that they identify themselves with the business. And, you know, I had this... Um, very early on in, in a number of businesses, but in this particular business I had around sales, I let go of everything. I let go of the coaching was the first one. Like, Oh, no one can coach as well as me. Like bullshit, you know, and it can be systemized. But then the big part for me was the selling. Well, I have to be involved to be on the front facing, to vet the right clients, to, to sell the right clients. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard process. I took nearly 18 months of me to shift that. I, I knew what was going on from previous experiences with clients, but it still personally took me, because I didn't have someone helping me through it 18 months to work through it in myself to that position. And so what, what was showing up for you in that place? You mentioned that you'd step back and things would break. Like what else looking back now showed up around that patterning that of the identity you created in your business? I think as I let the certain tasks go that the team would then take care of, then I had to step in and help the team and they would have all this stuff crop up. Even outside of it, they would bring their personal stuff in and I allowed that um, just because, well, because I coach, because I can't help, because I want them to be happy, blah, blah, blah. And again, because I can't fucking let go of it and just allow them to do their thing. Um, but again, that was so unconscious at the time. I just thought, <laughs> I just thought, you know, that whole perception of when you hire staff, things are going to get easier. And I remember going through and thinking, holy shit, this is much harder than it was before. And kind of nostalgia for just being on my own in the business again, because I couldn't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm going to share um, something really exposing about myself right now. I had this moment about a week ago. I remember um, a mentor said to me about two years ago, he said, Barry, he said, your responsibility is to be the most unreliable person in your organization, right? This is about 18 months, two years ago. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you need to become the most unreliable person in your organization for it to, for it to succeed and to soar. And I was like, how does that work? And I, and I could never see how that was possible. And I have these moments lately. I've been, I've just noticed where if I don't check Facebook, um, like every day, a week will pass 
and I haven't been on Facebook and I'm like, shit, or first three or four days will pass and I'll be like, oh man, I need to jump on the Facebook, but there's going to be all these notifications I'm going to respond to and I haven't got the time right now because I'm busy. So I just won't check it today. And then a week will go by and I'll be like, right, I'll jump on, answer, respond, yeah, do all my thing. And I was like, oh my God, I've become the most unreliable person in my organization. And there was both this sense of like, oh, is, is that okay? Like, is that actually okay? Will, will the will stay on the bus? But then also this sense of like complete freedom of like, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that the team and the culture and the community we've built is self-sustaining to where I can jump in and jump out based on what else is going on. And it can be a very daunting experience because you know, I believe most entrepreneurs are control freaks, you know, and that's a great habit because it actually allows us to, to produce a really good product. And I know there's a number of you guys uh, on the call listening to this today that have built accidental businesses where you've gone out and done something, next minute you look around and your business is soaring, you've got a waiting list and you're like, oh my God, how do I keep up with what's going on? Which is because you're a control freak and because you have that perfectionism, which is fantastic, yet those same traits will kill the growth of the business and stop you from serving your clients if you don't make the transition to being unreliable. Yeah. Vanessa just said, um, she said she had that realization recently, the one that you shared around, um, you know, your identity and stuff in the business. She said, guess what, Barry, um, in capitals, we all still li lived without you. Uh, thanks for your awesome team. And, and <laughs> we said, yeah, but we missed him. Yeah. So, so this is the thing though, is that, that if, if you want to have a proper business, the thing needs to, the thing needs to be able to operate without you. Right, you need to be able to go away for three months and come back and it still be operating as good, if not better than when you left it. Because that's when you have a sustainable asset. Before that point in time, you have a job and it's a very high risk job. Because if you leave or if you get sick or you get ill or something happens, you probably don't get paid medical pay or maternity leave or sick pay. Like none of that stuff's there, typically speaking. And I think that, that needs to be the goal of everyone. Not because we necessarily want, like I, I wouldn't, I couldn't cope with three months off but because then we choose where to insert ourselves into the business. So tell me then Vicky, like how have your beliefs about yourself changed from back then, this kind of being unconscious yeah. to now not only being conscious, but you being able to move through it to where you now have team members successfully managing that stuff. Like how have your beliefs changed? So uh, in many ways, essentially. So the big shift for me was I was on a um, shirt call. We were doing our first adventure trip. So we were taking a bunch of the clients to do Machu Picchu. And yeah. I was really worried that, because I would be actually out of communication altogether. And this was the first time that I'd really done that. So when I'd run like events before, I'd always be available. This was the first time that I was going to be totally unavailable. And in my head, I'm like, everything's going to fall apart without me. Blah, 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 usual story. Uh, and... So I brought that up on the Sherpa. I just said, this has been my experience so far. When I come back, there's always so much to do. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want that. I knew that if I was going to walk in with that mentality, that's exactly what would happen. So I brought it up on the Sherpa. And then Michael did his thing and made me realize that it was nothing to do with the business and everything to do with me. Um, and then asked me when it had first started and basically kind of just caught me at, you, you know, those moments where you just realize when, when everything kind of, yeah what the event that kind of kicked everything off and it was actually my mom passing and me kind of feel like i wanted to honor her in some way i suppose um and then dan was on the call who was in the group at the time and he kind of hopped on and just said he'd lost his parents um in quick succession and the question that he asked himself because he was running the same pattern for a while was rather than like how do you want to be for them what would they want for you and i was just <laughs> uh, so between Michael and that, that gave me a huge shift. And then some of the experiences I had when I was away as well, just to let go of kind of this really unhealthy need to prove myself and need to kind of show that, yeah, I was worthy of love and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was enormous. And that's when, that's the quarter that I had the big shift in terms of getting my time back in the business. Um, yeah. But ultimately I reckon, I said this to you the other day, I reckon about, 25% of that was the systems that we implemented from the event that we've been at and 75% was all me. Like if I hadn't have had those connections, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have allowed it basically. 
Yeah. There's a lot in what you just shared there. Like it is, it is a hundred percent possible to have all the systems and processes in place and still have your business falling apart because if unconsciously you have this stuff happening in the background, like you mentioned of not being worthy or you've got stuff wrapped up in your identity, unconsciously you attract situations to prove you right. Like, like we're all the time um, responding, filtering in, looking for, attracting, creating experiences externally to validate our innermost dominating thoughts. And so often these innermost dominating thoughts are unconscious. They're not like they're rolling around our head all the time. Sometimes in the background, we're going to catch ourselves with them. And until we clear that stuff, um, we're going to attract situations that, that, that always create uh, an experience to prove us right. So the opposite can be true too. You can have a business that has no systems and processes, but if you have these, this belief around what's possible for you and what you're capable of, you can have a business that soars and succeeds without those things. Now, it's not long-term sustainable and it's not going to get you over a million bucks and, and keep you over a million bucks without having systems and processes in place. It's just pretty much impossible, right? Unless you're selling an item that's like half a million dollars per item and you sell a couple a year, right? When you're selling something like you're selling or most people here, there needs to be some consistency and continuity with systems. Um, but, you know, coming back to that, you said 25% was systems and 75% was you, right? And what I want to know is at the moment that you identified with those beliefs that you had, what did you start to notice immediately change in the business as a result of that? Like, was it, was it like, a, oh, I've got those beliefs 12 months later, things are different. Or did you notice that there was immediate shift? Immediate. Yeah. Like surprisingly immediate. The, the ripple effect of that changed heaps over the next few months, but immediately there was, a shift in the way that I was kind of motivating myself into action. I think a lot of it before, and again, a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves are our truths to the point where we don't even notice that they're, that they're running. That's and right. So Realise that we're challenged. Um, sorry. Unless we're challenged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So before I had that, I was doing my tasks and everything else from a place of this kind of need and stress and fear. Um, and then that just, like physically it was just immediately shifted and then kind of a uh, reflection of to how long I'd been playing that out without realizing um mm. so just to sit with that but the business I went away did the trip um was more offline than I'd even expected to be um and everything went perfect the team did great performed well while I was away I had a couple of new staff members as well um one of my other staff members kind of uh, volunteer that she really loves to um, she'd really love the opportunity to kind of lead them and train them and I hate that shit so I was more than happy with that and she jumped straight in and did an amazing job and has way more patience than me but it, I wouldn't have allowed that before that's right uh, you wouldn't have even noticed the opportunity and she wouldn't she wouldn't have stepped forwards either exactly exactly so immediate but yeah so kind of wide-reaching as well it obviously affected my personal life as well but yeah. enormously in the business and so just to be clear for those that are watching or listening as well, that, that may be a little bit skeptical, um, did you notice that in yourself or did you also notice it's showing up in the way that people appeared um, around you? Like in terms of, did you just notice that you felt differently or did you actually physically notice there was a difference in the way that people were, were reacting and relating to you as well? Yeah, enormously. So for every client that we had on that trip with us, they all kind of brought that to me individually. Um, just how how different I seemed, how much more kind of content, I suppose, was the biggest word. Yeah. Um, content relaxed. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the team, they, they just kind of fell into this like rhythm of their own, um, yeah. which again, I don't think would have happened otherwise. Well, because before you were trying to like piece them all together um, yeah. from... Then, from yeah to be yeah from from your wounded past yeah totally yeah so you're trying to piece them together from a place of being um it's not the right word but broken like we're not broken but you know what i mean like there was there was inefficiencies in the way that you were wired from your upbringing and you were taking that into trying to connect them together as opposed to seeing them whole and complete and allowing them to connect themselves in that moment yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. And then allowing them to kind of flourish in ways that they could have never done under that kind of controlled situation. Um, yeah. So that way better results for the business. One of the staff members actually dropped off who just wasn't quite the right fit, um, which was really nice. And then the others, yeah, just found their, found their rhythm really. It was great. Yeah. Um, I've 
like a bunch of stuff's coming through. And I've got a question to ask um, the guys online today in a second as well. Before we do though, um, what I want to point out is like, like each and every one of us, we have this stuff, like regardless of, of the upbringing, regardless of your experience of life, we've, we've all have this stuff, like guaranteed. I've worked with like hundreds, if not thousands of people now, and I've never met somebody that hasn't had this stuff. And Vicky, you pointed out before is that, you know, when we've always had this stuff, we never see it as being like anything that raises any alarm bells because it's just the way that we've always been. So it's just part of us. And it's not until we put ourselves into a new environment or when, when there's a bit of, um, or there's an opportunity to grow that, that the tree starts to shake and we start to see like what's been hidden this whole time. I spoke to a guy today who's just, just joined us, um, joined us today, incredible guy. And he actually uh, had a, had a call with him. He wanted to speak to someone. I connected him with, um, with Harmi and he said it changed his life because before chatting to Harmi, there was all these roles in his business that he believed like, Oh, how could I ever get someone to do that? And what he realized just from a half an hour conversation is he's like an actual fact, I don't need to be doing any of the roles in the business if I don't choose to. Like I can actually choose what I want to do. And up until that point in time, a couple of days ago, he never saw that there was an option yeah. other than what he already knew because that was the way that he's always seen life. And, you know, similar to you is it's like you, you started this business um, off the back of, of the passing of your parent um, and the stuff playing out in that dynamic. And it's not until we shake the tree and we see things differently that we can actually honor our past, honor our present and create our future. To circle back to a, a little while ago in the call, I had a question for the guys online. Like if, if we were to take you out of your business right now for a month and you couldn't interact with it at all, I want you to chuck in the comment like what would actually happen to your business, right? So, so number one, what would actually, what do you believe would actually happen to your business if we took you out for a month? And, and the more you put into this, the more you're going to get out of this. Um, and the second part, part B of that question is what would that actually mean for you? So what would happen in terms of like a physical event and what would it mean to you? And we'll, we'll circle back, just, just jump in now, take your time, we'll keep chatting and I'll circle back to... Um, the reason I've asked that question. So Vicky, obviously you went away, uh, Machu Picchu, uh, clients noticed a huge difference. Team were allowed to kind of soar and succeed. You had a staff member that kind of dropped away on their own doing, which is amazing when they do that. It just makes it so much easier. Um, what have you started to see uh, in your business as a result now of, you know, not just a significant shift in an ongoing shift in your mindset. Cause I think you'd agree. It's not just a once off on one shirt call something changes. It's, it's a layer by layer by layer by layer. Um, what have you seen change as a result of that identity, identity shift and the structure, the systems and the processes and things that have happened um, to align with that? I think it's been just a whole kind of streamlining of the whole process. Um, like I made some shifts in how we do our delivery that required less of my time that actually brought the clients better results. But I think as well, almost like by osmosis, really the, the minute that you change the people around you kind of fall into that changed state as well, um, without you having to do anything, without you having to interact with it necessarily. Um, so that in terms of the business, I just have way more peace with it. Um, like I enjoy it, but it's also, it's got its own legs. Like it does, it does its own thing really. Whereas before I felt like I was kind of constantly just groundhog day. Like you're just doing the same thing and thinking this is fun, but where, like, where's it going? Yeah. Um, so it kind of, it, we've taken a few different turns, a few different offerings. Um, so the, yeah, just the streamlining and the time that I've got back is absolutely huge. Um, and also the streamlining for the team lets them just kind of be in their zone of genius. So we're mm. kind of missing a few, they were doing a few things that they really shouldn't be um, in terms of their processes. So then, hiring a VA through uh, outsourcing angels and seeing what she brought in terms of systems as well. Again, yeah. just from a place of, cause I could let go and allow it. Uh, yeah. Been, yeah. The changes have been enormous. And, and, and you've done that. You've, you've got your time back. You've got a happy team whilst you actually also still growing your revenue yeah. and profitability as well. Like, and this is the whole thing is we, we want to not just like get our time back, but we want to do that in such a way where we're actually making more. And I, I draw this diagram sometimes and the typical journey of a business owner in their time is that the more 
like if this is kind of finances and this is time, it, it kind of works. The more time that they invest, um, the greater their finances grow. And that's the model. And I actually think it should be the opposite. I think the time is invested up front and the, the, the less time that they invest, um, the less time per day over time, they should be able to make more money. Because if, if you invest the time up front and you invest, invest the time and the money into the right areas, you should be able to start to grow and leverage yourself out of the business, right? As opposed to a lot of people like, oh, well, now I've got a team of 16. I need to be there all the time and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, you've got a team of 16 and you should be making money. And if you're not, there's a serious issue. Just um, a couple of guys have commented, like the, the second part of the question, what would that mean for you? Like, and what, I, what I'm asking there is like, fundamentally, if you dig in, like, ask yourself, what would that mean for me? Would it mean like you failed? Would it mean that you're not good enough? Would it like, what's the belief that's behind that? Like um, you guys have said nothing other than me and Pat, there's no one in our team. I get it. So nothing would happen. And what would that ultimately mean? Like, what's the belief there? Uh, Pete's staff would be pretty angry, not receiving their pay. Only thing um, I haven't allowed my VA to do uh, is access banking. So cool. So they, they wouldn't get paid. What would that mean to you? Because I remember for myself and Vicky, I'm sure you can relate is that back then, it wasn't about the fact that I didn't want to let go. It wasn't about the fact of putting things in place. It was actually around this false belief or fear of what would happen if things, if I let things break in my business. So I spent all this time and energy trying to hold everything together, not allowing anything to fall. And it's only been the last few years that I've actually allowed things to like break that we've had the biggest breakthroughs because that shows where the real gaps are. Earlier this year, um, one of my coaches, he's been with me since nearly the beginning, he's been with me for, for four and a half years. Um, so it was time for him to, to move on and kind of um, fly his own flag and, and work on some projects he's been putting aside, which is amazing. Like, it's awesome. And it was funny. I resisted the temptation to rehire that position straight away. Now, in the past, I would have just rehired. Like, okay, cool. We'll just one person leaves, just hire another one. I was like, I'm going to resist the feeling to, to rehire and see what shows up in the system. And I resisted the, the need to hire and what ended up coming out of that was an innovation and diversification that has been worked on for 12 months, but it was, it was allowed the space to come to fruition through that transition. And I think that often we don't give ourselves and our business enough space to, to make the right decision. Often we're very reactive to making decisions, which doesn't allow our business to kind of take on board its own identity and an own sense of direction of where the business wants to grow. And, and we spoke about this a bit at the, the, the mixer is that I believe that we get to a certain place where our business starts to have its own, its own identity. It starts to become bigger than, than us or anyone in it. And if we allow the business a space, the business kind of shows us where we should be looking or directed or what markets we should move into, what staff we should hire, if we're open to receive it. Yet so many people are just sitting their business holding onto the reins with the blinkers on trying to drive it to the destination they decided 10 years ago, not realizing that, that people have changed, the markets changed, opportunities have changed, a whole bunch of stuff's changed. We need to be open to flowing with that. Um, Lou said, no business, no money to live. Uh, we're going away for two weeks on Saturday. Awesome. It'd be great to see what shows up. Um, something to that? What's that, sorry? Can I add something to that? In yeah, terms please. Cause it was like, yeah, my beliefs change, but I think the biggest thing that really facilitated it, allowing the business to change was that, that separation between, I, I wouldn't let anything break in the business because I thought that I didn't deserve it. So if, if things were breaking, that would automatically let everybody else know that I didn't deserve it. So if I could just hold it all together, then I could at least appear to have this together. So I don't think you can allow breakage in the business until you separate your worth, your sense of like self from that. Otherwise it can't become its own entity. It's too driven by your stuff. That's such a beautiful distinction. That's, that's because in many ways, when your identity is wrapped up in your business, you, you're too concerned of what other people think. Yeah. And so the decisions that you're making and what you're doing is based on the perception of what other people will think rather than what actually you feel and you're intuitively drawn to do. Yeah. Which totally like, shuts you off from that guidance that yeah that kind of power that it can have because you're too it's too it's in terms of like vibrational frequency like the emotion stuff we were talking about it's too low frequency you can't get any growth from that space yeah i love that and so what you've noticed is that you've separated the identity of who you are as a person to who your business is and so 
regardless of whether your business succeeds or fails, does good, does bad, right? It actually doesn't affect your sense of self-esteem or who you are in the world. Yeah, that's been the biggest shift. Yeah. Yeah, which then allows you to show up from a space of abundance in business, not being woo-woo, but it shows it allows you to show up unwounded to be able to react and respond to the business's needs rather than your unfulfilled needs of, of having people like you yeah, in some exactly. way. Exactly. Stops all the drama playing out in the business. So it can be that streamlined approach. Um, otherwise, yeah, you're just going to have your own issues being worked out in business. Yeah. Vanessa, Vanessa said, um, I'm still very much the driver and can't wait to step out. She said, so true. How do I fix that? Like what's your advice for anyone on the call today who may be experiencing that or have had that experience? I think collapsing the time it's going to take the journey is just getting like that insight. Like I got from Michael, like I've got from you. Um, it's just, it's just showing up and asking the questions Cool, this is the problem. Cause sometimes you, you know, you think you know what the problem is and then it turns out to be something way deeper or way more personal than that. But yeah. again, if that can take you a long time to recognize and, uh, your mind will often stop you from going there because it's in such protection. But if yeah. you can talk about it with others and have that back and forth, usually you can get drop into what the real issue is. And as soon as it's conscious, it's got way less power. Yeah. Yeah. True. And I, th I think too, there's this respect for the journey. Um, that's something I see a lot is, is, you know, I, I'm even speaking to people on the phone these last couple of weeks. It's like, Oh yeah. Like I can get that tomorrow. You know, I'll, I'll achieve that this year anyway. I'm like, okay, well, let's look at the last year. Let's look at the last 10 years. How long have you been going to get here? And there's this misconception that it's taken me five years to be at $400,000, but then you reckon that in 12 months, instantaneously you can be a million. Now I'm not saying you can't, of course you can, but history is showing that if you continue to do what you've done, you get what you've always got. And so I think that there's this piece as well around us being okay to respect the journey and not compare our first chapter to somebody else's fifth chapter. You know, like as long, as long as, as long as, you know, we keep showing up and being open, our journey is going to continue to unfold. And the more that we keep showing up and the more that we keep open and the more that equally to you guys collaborate with each other and keep these conversations going, the faster you can allow yourself to open up to move there. And, and each and every one of you guys um, watching, listening to this are on your journey. Like you are taking steps towards that. Otherwise you wouldn't be here right now with us. Um, Vicky, what have been some of the structural things? So we've talked a bit about the mindset and um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, that being said though, like for some of the guys that may be wanting a bit more of the media, like just give me something to do. What have been some of the structural things you've put in place in your business that you've noticed um, has had the biggest impact? Um, the, the shift in delivery. So I was doing three, um, three different programs for uh, a couple of years and it wasn't until I went through the money mastery, one of the modules, um, that I split it down to see really what, what, what was working for the business profit wise. Yeah. Um, didn't, yeah, didn't even think about that. Um, but looked at it and the program I enjoyed running was the kind of highest level, but it was making us the least money, uh, cause of how we were delivering it. So yeah. combined the top two levels into one and that's actually worked way better for the clients as well, but that got back. Oh, heaps of my time, but also heaps of the expenditure as well. So that was massive. Um, but again, I, then it was me letting go and allowing the clients to collaborate together to get a lot of the answers they were looking for rather than me feeling like I needed to be the one to deliver it to them. So that yeah. saved heaps of money, heaps of time um, and provided a better service. But I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't looked at cool financially what's working and what's not and then letting go of yeah, how the results were going to work. And, and also that shift that you had in yourself, like you were no, no longer needing to get that external validation for being good enough. Yeah. Right. And so once you shifted that, you could then actually see that um, your clients were there for a certain thing. That thing didn't have to be delivered by you. Yeah. You no longer needed to deliver that thing because you're whole, perfect and complete with inside of yourself yeah. that you could then scale that part with others that then allowed the profitability to come back in as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that allowed for the team to then take on different roles. So I fired um, a staff member who just wasn't, wasn't the right fit and was bringing a lot of drama. Um, so that kind of streamlined a lot of 
um, my time and the quality of service that we were delivering. Um, and then the, the rest of the systems were kind of back end to automate as much as we could rather than having the team do things themselves. So automated our onboarding process um, and the follow-up systems. And then it, it um, put Annika into that process, the VA that we hired. Um, yeah. And she can just run everything much more smoothly than the rest of the team members could because they were always bringing me questions about that as well. Yeah, so I, just, I remember actually the beginning was the big issue, a lot of questions for the team. Yeah, and now that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> noticing where my time was best spent. I I dislike strongly managing people and being brought those questions. I just like fuming by midday. Um, so putting somebody in the business here was actually really talented at that. And that's kind of her natural energy. Um, yeah. and, and she really thrives in that. So allowing myself to not be there, put somebody in who's actually way better than I am at it. So the team's yeah. happier. I'm happier. Um, was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So kind of fixed your model. Um, question for the guys, uh, here live today, how often or when's the last time that you reviewed um, your model and, and you know, got feedback from your market equally to when's the last time you kind of reviewed your pricing? Because that's something we see a lot. Often there's, there's low-hanging fruit in the way people are pricing or in the way their model's being delivered. Um, you know, if, if people want to get from point A to point B, and, and this is part of the launchpad section is like, you know, what's that, what's that pipeline? What's the quickest way to get them from here to here? get them from where they are to get them the result you're able to deliver. People don't need, they're not buying time in this journey. They're buying result. So if you can get them there in, in five minutes, they'll typically pay the same as if you got them there in five hours, because what they're paying for is result. And this is how you start to position yourself more as a values based offering, whether it's a product or service um, than commodities. And this is how you're also able to create that unique point of difference because you sell people on result. And that's the way that we sell all the time is, is if we're certain we can get a client to their result, we'll sell them on result. If we're not, we'll, we'll, we'll turn them away. Yeah. But we're not, we, we never sell, we're gonna deliver you this many hours and this much face-to-face -face time. And most of the time when people join, join us, they don't even know what they're getting because it's not important. What they're getting is, is a path to a result, not specifically time and, and things in between to get them there. You know, yeah. people, don't, people don't need more stuff. But usually when you're trying to like tell them what's included, etc. That's you trying to validate yourself and kind of exactly giving enough and you're worthy enough, etc. Yeah, uh, yeah, big shift. Yeah, are you guys getting like how much uh, psychology and our inner game really does affect our outer game? Like, I want you guys to get this, and I'm sure many of you are. Um, but like you said, one small shift inside of that can see an immediate shift not only externally to the way you show up in the world, but the way others show up to you in the world. Um, what were some of the other key like learnings you've had around staff, around hiring staff or around management of staff as well? Cause I know that that's been a big thing for you too. Yeah, huge. Um, some of the biggest things is kind of have this standard when, when you're hiring them, have this standard of performance that is expected. I'm not here to, train them for instance they like i want people who are going to bring a certain amount of skill and i didn't again worth stuff i didn't i don't think i was able to do that initially and that's been a huge thing of um, expectation but also kind of allowing them find your feet um and then we'll like implement some training has been enormous um and brought some really great people along mm. um and then the kind of clarity around what's expected of them has been huge. Um, and then what the kind of procedure is, if that's not being met um, and just having, just allow myself to really establish some really solid boundaries with them. Cause that's why I was getting so many questions before is cause I, I was allowing it. Yeah. Um, so having them be really good at their role, but also really clear systems of this is what you do when there is an issue in your role and it's not fucking mm. bring it to me. Um, yeah. which is a big thing to let go of. Well, you stop, stop being the path of least resistance when you stop answering their questions. They have to find another way to get what they want. Yeah. That's and allow, it allows them to think about it rather than you. Yeah, allow them to think about it. I think it was when you said, um, if they're going to bring a problem um, to you on these like uh, meetings that you do, then have them bring a solution as well. And that's been enormous. Like They will work between themselves and kind of work things out and bring ideas that I wouldn't have really thought of anyway. Um, but also just the legwork to have them think, cool, there's a problem. I'm not the automatic, like, oh, I'll just throw it to Vicky. Um, is they actually think about it and collaborate between themselves and come up with really good solutions, but also just feel empowered in themselves that they can do that. 
Yeah, we're not we're not here to build a team of minions that are all clones of ourselves. Yeah. You know, like that would first of all that would be freaking boring. Like having a team of all me uh, drive me probably crazy. But equally too, you know, doing that like you said, asking them to say, "Hey, bring me the problem, but bring me three solutions as well." It's it's leading them and causing them to have to think about things differently. But equally too, they have a different different filter on life, so they're able to see things differently than you, which then allows you guys to collaborate in such a way that becomes far more powerful answering that 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 problem or getting a result than you just doing it for yourself. Yeah. And because I'm not trying to solve everything, I've also noticed a huge shift in how the clients deal with stuff as well. Um, Cause they're just empowered to kind of find solutions for themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So um, another thing you've done well is you've got people selling for you. You're not really selling too much now, are you? You've got people actually selling for you, which is a huge feat. Yeah. That's probably been the, the area where I've had most um, struggle. That's been for the last couple of years, I think. Um, and just to find that consistency, which is still um, a little elusive, um, but it's certainly improved like enormously. Um, but yeah, just found some people who really represent the business front end um, as I want it to be represented, but again, bring some kind of skills of their own. Um, and then, yeah, again, empowering them to find their solutions, to be interested. And they bring this kind of enthusiasm to the role that is um, just amazing, really. Like, they're really committed. They really understand what I'm trying to achieve and just fully kind of, um, yeah, step in and hold that space as well. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's really special. We, we're not able to see the world any differently than the way the world appears to us, right? Like, this is that whole, uh, our perception of reality is real and reality itself. And, you know... My point around this is with staff, if you believe that you have to hire staff and put training into them for them to be incredible, you will only ever see staff to hire that you have to put work into for them to be incredible. Like, like nothing can ever show up for, for you or for anybody here other than what you perceive to already be true. And, you know, we had this chat the other day. Um, we recently hired another salesperson and you know, 12 months ago, 18 months ago, three years ago, my belief was that I would have to hire someone and train them to be as good as me or to be able to do the role. And so sure enough, guess who showed up? Now, obviously I've done a lot of work around that and I've got a lot of water under the bridge now. And so this time around, I'm like, I need to, to, to hire somebody who, as long as they're an incredible culture fit, I'll throw them a heap of opportunities and it's up to them to close them. It's up to them to move them, them people in to become clients. Because if they're a values fit, I know I can teach skill set, but I'm not interested in or at a place in, in life or business right now where I want to train someone for three months or six months to be incredible on the phones. And, you know, we hired this new guy. Um, it, it was a number of messages back and forth on Facebook to make sure he's a good cultural fit. Um, three and a half a dozen opportunities, he closed four out of four calls right? In, in his first week. Now, I never would have allowed that to have happened for me or for our business two years ago. And so I suppose my message for you guys is, you know, notice when you're going to hire staff and put people on who are showing up for you and how they are representing the beliefs that you have about staff and not just staff clients too. Like notice your belief around who you're worthy to attract or, or want to attract as clients are who you actually attract as clients. And if who you're attracting right now for potential staff members or clients are different than what you want, start being clear on what you want and being okay to have that. You know, like this is that, that calibration piece I always speak about, which is ask for what you want, take what you get, and then ask again. Don't ask for what you want, take what you get, bitch, moan and groan because it's not what you want and settle for it. You know, like life is this evolution and, and that's the feedback piece we spoke about um, on the last mindset training around appreciating present state is that when we get that in, take the calibration and feedback and change the asking, change the wanting, change what you're putting out there until what's showing up for you is consistent and congruent with what you actually want for yourself as well. If you were to, to put down um, like the three biggest game-changing moments trainings, insights into yourself, experiences in the last 12 months, what would they be for you? Like, what are the top three? In terms of what I've done with you guys? Yeah, yeah. The uh, last 12 months of journey, not even necessarily with us, but what's kind of, what are the three biggest things that you've overcome and moved through in the last 12 months to be where you're at now? 
the thing I mentioned earlier about the worth stuff was the biggest, probably the biggest shift I've had in my like whole business journey over the last yeah. six years. Um, absolutely massive. But again, that kind of once once I had that insight, then I could use that as a guiding post, I suppose. Like, cool. So where else am I like restricting the business? Where else is my fear playing out? And and just kind of chase it. Asking the right questions is just like it changes everything. If you can take your ego out of the equation, um, then that can guide you to a lot of the stuff that's running that you're not necessarily aware of at the time. Um, the money, the money stuff, really. I think um, understanding and getting on top of it, like the profit first um, system we're implementing at the minute, and and just understanding the numbers of the business because I avoided it like game changer. Enthusiastically avoided it for a long time. Uh, at least you're enthusiastic about it. Oh yeah, really fucking committed. Um, so we were earning, like had a big growth in revenue last year, but then the profit was still the same. So it was really nice to put all that work in and then not have anything to show for it. So then actually cool, look at the numbers, understand what's going on. And that gives you so much peace of mind. Um, mm. No resistance initially, but as soon as you've got it, that understanding again, because it's not unconscious, it's not just playing out in the background anymore. It gives you that sense of certainty, I suppose. Mm. Um, so the numbers, my worth stuff, I think I think this is something that I've kind of implemented in all the areas of my life as much as I can. It's just that it's kind of a it's that journey, like you said earlier. Like, cool, you get these insights and then just look for the next one. Like, just be open for it and yes. search, like get curious and allow yourself just to go in without, well, with as few stories um, and pre uh, presumptions as you can. Uh, yeah, and just keep asking. So that there's so much there unavailable to us that we don't have access to because of the way we're approaching it and the filters that we're running um so just yeah i guess we use summarize it with your take what you want ask what you get um yeah. <laughs> the other way um yeah. ask what you want take what you get and ask again it's yeah. just yeah kind of look into those stories that you are running and give yourself that power back yeah yeah um what was it i like what you shared there is that like once you kind of have that first initial aha or breakthrough or epiphany there's part of our consciousness and and sometimes it happens with us unconscious and sometimes it's conscious it eventually becomes conscious where our system almost goes into like oh shit like i've lived with that my whole life and it actually wasn't true or it was true for a time it's not true for me now and then we start to actually revise all of our patterning we start to almost internally um, and automatically go through all of the way that we see life and all of our beliefs and all of our assumptions, as you mentioned, and start to go, okay, if that wasn't true, what's, what's possible? Or if that's not true, what could be true? And we start to almost go through this revision or like a defrag that a computer does. where We start to revise all these patterns patterning and it starts to build momentum to where, like you said, you start to kind of seek those experiences rather than like, oh shit, not another one. It's like you actually start to look for them knowing that what's on the other side is something far more beautiful. Yeah. I think it's the, if you can detach from the need for certainty, um, then that, because I think usually that's what makes you fall back into your story is that, oh fuck, this is really unfamiliar now. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's happening easily. I'd better, you know, throw another problem in. So you get, you, you immerse yourself back into the story because that's familiar. So therefore that's safe. And yeah. so it's that commitment to curiosity rather than needing to know all the answers. And I always kind of ground myself in cool. What do I know? Especially where things have changed a lot in my personal life as well, just to allow, like remind yourself that there is certainty in who you are and what you know already. And then everything else can, you can allow that bit more variety. I suppose. Beautifully put. Yeah. That's it, beautifully put. And it comes back to what you said before is around like the identity thing is shifting it away from, the business and business performance is the representation of who you are to like who I am is who I am. And the business is, is an extension of me. It's not me. Yeah. There's a separation. Yeah. Nice put. Um, over to you guys, those of you that are on the call today, I would love to know um, what's, what have you got from this? Like what's been the biggest uh, insight that you've had and equally to uh, if you've got any questions, please feel free to ask myself or Vicky something that maybe you're challenged with or something that you're going through right now. Um, hit us up with any questions you've got. We'd love to, to kind of answer them for you as well. So yeah, what's been the biggest insight or aha you've gotten and uh, what questions may you have around you know, where you're at right now? It'd be awesome to, 
um, do a bit of live Q&A with you guys. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing what you've started to discover about yourself through this process as well and then how it's reflected back into back into the business. Yeah. I think it's kind of grounding yourself in every time that something changes, something better is going to open up. Um, and that might not appear immediately. I think it's that gap that we're most afraid of is that, yeah, the, the too much uncertainty. And that's why we go back story, um, back to old stories. But yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, it's that, that part of the ego and the credit brain wanting to keep us safe. It's like what we, what we know is as shit as it may be is what we know. Yeah. So it's, it's like better the devil, you know, than the devil you don't know. So let's just stay in this, 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 shitful place or this belief system right now because we actually don't know what's on the other side of it so at least I like the analogy of the if you put a frog in boiling water it'll jump straight out but if you mm -hmm. put it in the cold water and then turn up the heat slowly it'll actually stay in there until it's dead um, yeah. so we get so assimilated to our shit situation that we don't actually realize that it's shit um, yeah. it's just happened kind of slowly and insidiously and then you get to a point where something can change really quickly but you resist it because it's too scary even yeah. though it's going to be better at some point. Yeah. And, and that comes back to what you shared before too, is that the, the more that you kind of dive down this rabbit hole, the more that you start to um, feel safe in, in that allowing process, knowing that what's on the other side is actually always better. Like we're always growing and evolving. Lou said, uh, biggest takeaway is that there is so much to explore further on the value journey. Identif identify it's after your mindset session last week and now need to work on it. Yeah. Awesome. Totally. Yep. Vanessa in a game is so huge. Yeah. Vanessa's had quite a few breakthroughs um, on the inner game, which is awesome. Uh, other questions, feedback, comments from you guys would be cool. Uh, if you've got any questions on your mind, you'd like to ask also just love to know what you've kind of taken away from this. What's resonated for you would be cool as well. Anything you want to share further Vicky while we wait for some of these to come in? Uh, oh, what a question um anything that i want to share i guess just really I, i'm always surprised how few people come along to the sherps um because yeah. they're so 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 valuable and it is that ability to like sometimes i don't have any questions but seeing like the people on the call ask the questions the insights that you get are absolutely perfect for you every single time um, but it's that ability to actually allow yourself to create that time for learning, not just going through the same old stuff that you're always like, cause usually you're too busy to do yeah. things. Um, and yeah, the value is not, yeah, Michael's amazing, but from everybody else as well. And what I gain every single week is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, in many ways it's like showing up to be rather than do like, you might not have a question, but just showing up to be. Yeah. present with whatever's there you, you always take something away from that yeah. yeah and i might not have a question but i always get an answer that i didn't know i needed and it's quite interesting every time yeah yeah uh pete said what vanessa said earlier and your response made me realize that i feel more pride in seeing my team doing a good job and knowing i've set it up than myself doing a good job um of anything which is great yeah awesome realization and then it's coupling coupling that with the worthiness of, of actually uh, being okay with that to continue happening as well. You know, it's one thing to feel pride around that and to be okay to have that as well, Pete, uh, which, which is awesome, mate. Like you guys, Pete's got a, um, like does basketball coaching, accident business owner, the thing's just grown, uh, a bit of a waiting list, needs a big facility. So that's, that's awesome testament, Pete, to what you've created as well, mate. Um, great feedback, thanks, dude. Uh, question for Vicky, how do you think you've worked on resolving your value dilemma when you've identified it? Good question. Um, how do I think, this is actually the work I do and this is the what we do in my business. Uh, so a lot of the work is similar to Barry's training in NLP. Uh, so I do a lot of NLP, do a lot of um, like kinesiology work. So going beyond language to kind of yeah, test what's going on in the unconscious mind. Um, so I do a lot of that, but I think it's like this foundation of daily rituals. So something that I'll do, like I meditate in the morning when I wake up, um, have a little journal around like what's most important, where, where things have been changing in my personal life. I've just been focusing every morning. I just write out what I want to um, kind of attract to my life. 
um, and just something that consistently grounds you. So then when these, when the things come up that are sent for you so that you can grow, you actually have the presence of mind to be able to face them and deal with them in an aligned way that doesn't cause, you know, shitload of stuff to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that foundation of being connected into yourself, I think, yeah, that can only happen with consistent practice. Yeah. Um, even, like, even some days I'll just meditate for like 10 minutes in the morning, do journaling. So 15 minutes and then I'm, I'm pretty clear to move into the day. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think too, um, being okay. Like if, if something comes up, uh, rather than like, Oh God, that's, horrible that's terrible or that needs to change or that needs to move actually just being okay with it just being like oh wow isn't that interesting how can i how can i love that part of myself yeah. you know? how yeah. can i how can i be poor with that part of me it, it's it loses its hold yeah. over you um you said before too big it's like even just the observing of it or noticing it it already starts to shift yeah but observe without judging it because usually what we tend to do is make it wrong and that yeah. causes so much resistance again if you're going to push against something it's going to push back um, so just that softening into and that's been a big learning of mine i used to think yeah. i could just fight anything off um but just soften into it observe it without trying to change it and that'll give you the insights that you need in the yeah. easiest yeah so true so true um any other questions guys otherwise we'll wrap it up there's no other questions or comments uh, we'll wrap it up we'll just wait another minute just to see if some of you guys may be slow typing um, just let us know, like, what was the biggest insight for you? Um, we'd love everyone just to comment that. And if there's any other questions, uh, please do ask that before we wrap it up. Awesome. Vicky's uh, shared her, her experience, her journey, and also your time um, with us all as well. Vicky, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, another question, uh, another takeaway uh, another take uh, was you need to find a life outside of the business and that we are not the business yet. Awesome, powerful. Uh, oh, they said she was. She can't wait to watch the play, replay. I was in the shop serving, so didn't catch it all. Yeah, definitely watch the replay. I think you'd love uh, some of the stuff that that was shared. Cool, cool. Alrighty. If no further questions or comments, um, thanks so much for everyone who's jumped on today for your insights. Uh, I trust you've all got some takeaways and some things to take into your business now and a different perspective on things as well. Um, Vicky's in the group, so by all means, if you've got any questions that come up later or if you watch this training at a later date, um, feel free to tag Vicky. And if you've got any questions for her or myself um, directly, I will try to be respond in less than seven days. Uh, <laughs> if I don't, I'm sure one of the team will on my behalf. <laughs> Um, Vicky, thanks so much for your time, darling, and, and all that you put into into the group as well, to the other members, uh, the Sherp sessions as well. It's awesome. So stoked to see your journey and to see um, even myself, I reflected back on the conversation that we had, you know, 12 or 13 months ago and just where you're at, what was going on. And even sitting here looking at you, you are so much more relaxed and freer and seem generally a lot happier and more joyful than back then. You've kind of transitioned into actually being a, a business owner now which is which is awesome um yeah thanks for your time and and thanks again for everyone that's uh jumped on today thank you so much appreciate it awesome take care see everyone bye-bye if you're in a position that many of our clients were before joining us which is that your business is controlling you rather than you controlling your business we would love to have a chat to you to see whether or not we might be the right fit to partner with you to help you grow and succeed in business. Over the past eight years, we've helped hundreds of business owners around the world to grow, scale and succeed in business. Uh, many of our clients report we've helped them to triple their profits and double their time off in 12 months or less. If you jump onto YouTube and notice the hundreds of testimonies, you'd see that this is a common theme amongst them. If you're a business owner that's generating more than $300,000 a year in annual revenue, uh, whether it's 500 million, 5 million, even $10 million a year, and you're looking to take your business and your life to the next level, we might be able to help. If you're noticing that your business is lacking structure, maybe systems or processes, maybe you're not quite attracting enough or, or the right type of quality leads, making enough sales, or maybe you've been having issues finding, hiring, retaining, and training the right team members, we could be a fit for you. Ultimately, we believe that we never have business problems, we have personal problems, 
that are expressed through our business. And a lot of the work we do is with you as the business owner, helping you to constantly upgrade the way that you see life, the way that you make decisions, and the way that you help construct a profitable and purpose-driven business. In order for us to do that though, you need to book in a quick uh, 15 minute application call with one of our scaling specialists here at The Game Changers. Through the 15 minute call, we're gonna ask you a bunch of questions to see if or how we might better help you. If we can't help you, we'll let you know politely and do our best to point in the direction of someone that can. However, we can help you, we'll look at booking you an, a one hour game plan session where we're gonna dive a lot deeper into where you and your business are at right now, where it is that you want to go in the next three, five, and 10 years time, and what are the potential roadblocks or challenges or even opportunities that are along the journey in order for you to get there uh, faster. If you're really feeling that it's time for you to, to experience the love and the joy of running a business again, if you're really wanting to experience a business that does actually operate without you while still producing profit, uh, we may very well be the right fit. So book in a 15 minute call, we can have a chat and uh, see where we go from there. My name is Babo Diddy and uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk soon.